this morning, I was just thinking, when we're, when we're talking about the kingdom of God, I just want to bring this message. So this comes out of uh, uh, 1 Kings chapter 9. I'm going to read through it, but I'm going to start with this premise, because today I believe is a, is a day where we celebrate faithfulness, right? Um, and faithfulness is obedience to what God has called us to be. Be first, not do first. To be sons and daughters of the living God. And then the overflow is as the doing. And that's the fruit that we celebrated, right? With one another. Um, but today, I want to reiterate this before I read this and break it down. God's covenant is irrevocable. What that means is that His word remains true. Regardless of circumstance, He never changes, right? Yes. And so, but there's a but here. His blessings though, right? are actually contingent and dependent upon our faithfulness to His terms. His blessings, not His covenant. His covenant and His promises are true. Now the blessings that flow onto us are actually contingent. And I'm going to break that down as to how that looks. Because we're in a season where His covenant is irrevocable. It's going to come. We believe that. That's why we're saying thank you Lord for this season. But the blessings that come with it, those are like the stepping stones. The what we need, the daily bread, the extra, the overflow, come because it's because of our faithfulness to His Word, to His terms, not our terms. That's why I say the word terms, because oftentimes we try to turn the Word of God and make it our terms. What I'm comfortable with, what I'm confident with, what I'm actually, um, what doesn't hurt as much, <laughs> right? So I'm going to read this because this is really fascinating about King Solomon when he built the temple. It, it, it's an amazing thing because God stamps us and this is something that I want to talk about before we go about being faithful. He stamps us. This is crazy. Uh, I'm going to read it in this other version. 1 Kings chapter 9 verse 1 to 9. I'm just going to read it. As soon as Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord. What's our house? It's our temple, right? So turn this into this is our house mm -hmm. and the king's house and all that Solomon desired to build so he built everything he completed the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time as he had appeared to him at Gibeon right and the Lord said to him I have heard your prayer and your plea which you have made before me so our lives are a living prayer right I have consecrated this house that you have built this is God speaking I have consecrated this house that you have built that premises on us that we're building right and this is what I love by putting my name there forever God has put his name on our house isn't that crazy my eyes and my heart will be there for all time now I believe that comes from the Lord because the Lord says look I'm gonna honor you. I'm gonna honor this building by putting my name on it. It's like wow, for all time, I put my name on it forever. I consecrate this place. So I want to start at that place. Our temples are stamped by the Lord. His name is on us, sealed on our hearts. God is jealous for you and I. Isn't that amazing? I mean, to me, when I was reading that, just think on that. When you feel low and you think, am I worth anything? Sometimes we go through battles and you're like, man, I'm not. It's like, no, hold up a second. God said, I have consecrated you. Let's, let's make that this way. That you, that, that you built this, this temple of the Holy Spirit by putting my name there forever. And my eyes and my heart will be there for all time. So God's eyes and heart his, is, is with us all the time. So that there's a responsibility there, right? Our temples 
carry the presence of God, carry his heart, his eyes, and it carries his name. That speaks of authority, right? It speaks of ownership. That's how God consecrates us. Yeah. I'm going to start with that because I think that's a fantastic, not I think, I believe and I know that that's where God wants us to come in terms of understanding who we are to Him and who He is to us. Our yeah. Father, our Protector. He puts His name on the threshold. When we step in, it's His name. We go through Him. Through Christ, we enter in. He is the way, the truth, the life. His name, Jesus, is on our hearts, on our temple. Amen. And everybody should see that. Mm -hmm. Imagine when people come and see our lives. I want to ask this question. Whose name do they see on the mantle of our homes? Amen. Whoa, right? It's like, man, I want to work towards that. And this is where the faithfulness comes in. This is where we need to understand that God has consecrated us. It's irrevocable. His covenant with us is irrevocable, non-changeable, right? And so I want you guys to think, all right, actually God has consecrated me. I am chosen, set apart, paid for by the blood of the Lamb. That's who I am. I'm a son and a daughter of the living God. So let me continue then, because I'm going to go to my next part, which is uh, about faithfulness and His blessings are contingent upon our faithfulness to His terms, not our terms. Because you imagine, if it's our terms, what name is on the, on the mantle or on the front door? It's our name. And we're meant to reflect God. When you see me, you see the Father. That's what Jesus said, and Christ in us. The hope of glory is what should be stamped. So let me continue to read. So remember, so after he says this, so he's establishing this. I have consecrated this house that you have built by putting my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. God sees. God hears. You know, he's with us, right? And as for you, now it comes back. He's saying, this is what I've done. Now let's talk about what your part of this covenant is. There's a covenant relationship. It, it's not just one way. God is faithful, but he says, but as for you, if you will walk before me as David, your father walked with integrity of heart and uprightness, doing according to all that I have commanded you, powerful, and keeping my statutes and my rules. Is that clear? He's not saying if you'll do a little bit or at least be a little bit towards me, you can choose some of my terms. Some of them you can turn gray. Look at the world. It's a very gray world. Anything goes. There is no boundary line. There is no truth. There is no black and white anymore. Don't dare say that. No way. Don't say that. There's only gray. There's only brown. There's no black. Right? It's like, are you ridiculous? Look at our children. When you, they grew up without clear boundaries and understanding, they grew up terrible. That's why children want to fight, but actually they find safety in boundary. And so the Lord is clear. And I think this is a gospel we need to preach in our lives. For us first. Yeah. Not to others. We need to own this first. And ask yourself, whose name is on the front door of my house? By keeping my statutes and my rules, then I will establish your royal throne over Israel. We're a royal priesthood, remember? We're kings and priests. So he's speaking to you and I directly here. As I promised David your father, saying, You shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. But if you turn aside, this is what I was talking about, about the blessings are contingent upon our faithfulness to these terms. And this is what happens when we're not. It's pretty clear. I'm going to break it down in Psalms again. Um, but, it, but if you turn aside from following me, you or your children, 
wow, it goes beyond us. It goes to our, our network. It goes beyond us to a legacy, right? You and your children, and do not keep my commandments and my statutes that I have set, set before you. He's not saying that you can kind of try to change. It's set in stone. But go and serve other gods and worship them. Idolatry. It's, it's all around us and it starts in our own hearts by putting our name on the front door. Mm -hmm. We worship ourselves first rather than the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. But go and serve other gods and worship them. Then I will cut off. I don't like those words from God. We don't want to be cut off from anything from the Lord, do we? <laughs> right? Uh, where is it? They want to be, then I will cut off Israel from the land I have given them. What does the land speak of? Inheritance. Walk into the promised land. His promises. Our inheritance in Christ. You see, it goes this way. God establishes who He is to us and who we are to Him. Number one. Number two, then He says, okay, now your turn. And then these are contingent upon the blessings I will give. So if you pick and choose, this is what you will lose. Then I will cut off Israel from the land that I have given them and the house that I have consecrated for my name. I will cast out of my sight. See, God is not gray. God is really claro. He is holy. He is pure. We can't walk into the presence of a holy, pure God with impurity. Darkness must flee. There is no... You, you, you light a candle in a dark cave and you see the light. It pierces the darkness. Darkness flees from it. There is no mixing of the fire of the light of God and the darkness of the world. There's two kingdoms, remember. The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Right? I will cast out of my sight. So I don't want that. And Israel will become a proverb and a, and a byword among all peoples. It will become one of those things like a Chinese proverb. If you don't do this, you'll become like wood. Like if I chose myself, don't be like wood. It'll become like that. Yeah. Be like, yeah. Be like somebody else. But don't be like wood. Right? Even in your life would be terrible. You don't want that. God has a promise. And then this is what happens. This house will become a heap of ruins. If we're finding ourselves in a place where we're heading towards a heap of ruins, it'll be because of these facts that we have not enacted in our lives. Circumstance. I'm not talking about a heap of ruins in terms of hardship. Hardship is here. That's what I talked about yesterday. Persecution. Persecution. Jesus said, expect it. Expect it. But our house that we build is much bigger than the circumstance, right? He goes to prepare a house for us, okay? And then here we go. Everyone passing by will be astonished and will hiss. I don't like that. Wood. Shame, shame. Right? I don't want that. And they will say, why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? Then they will say, because they abandoned the Lord their God and brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt and laid hold on other gods and worshipped them and served them. Therefore, the Lord has brought all this disaster on them. You see, the Lord is so clouded. He's so clear. We don't have to question it. You know when people say, well, I don't know what to do with my life. It's like, yeah, you do. If you will surrender. Faithfulness starts with surrender. Surrendering our will. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they surrendered their will and their lives. Even if the Lord doesn't turn up, you know, throw me in the fire. And even if it doesn't turn up, I know. I've fully surrendered. It's not my name on the front door. Amen. This is not my house. This is the temple of the living God. He lives here. 
You want to mess with that? That's the that's the strength and the pride we can have. That's a good pride. Mm-hmm. I, my God is for me, mm-hmm. not against me. But He may be against you, and you might want to question where you're standing. That's how we can come with strength, with an understanding that the Lord has put His name on us. Amen. He's consecrated us by stamping us with His name. Mm-hmm. That blows my tiny little mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. So therefore, blessing, this is what I was saying earlier, is contingent upon our faithfulness to His, God's instructions. Amen? Is that clear in this? So I want to ask you guys, are you faithful to His instructions today? In a, and it starts where? Not in the doing, but in our heart, in the being. In Christ. It starts with the right, right understanding. And it often starts with a reset switch called what? Repentance. Because repentance means surrender and owning up. So I, I'm sorry. Right? Put your name back on the wall, please, Lord, on the ceiling, on everything. I, I want it to be clear. I, wa- I want people to know when they, when they say the word wood, they see Jesus. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't know Jesus, they know that wood is more than just a stupid man. There's something bigger than him. He represents something so much greater and so much more divine with so much more wisdom. He's just a servant. He, in fact, I'm, I'm a stepping stone. Let me, let me point the way to Christ. That's all I do. The Holy Spirit is who will reveal Christ to man. All I'm doing is pointing. So are our lives pointing to God first and foremost? And are we then being faithful? Let me read this out of Psalms 89, 24 to 37. Just to reiterate the whole point about blessing. Today's blessing is contingent upon our faithfulness to His terms. Okay? And we can take this back with us today all day and think on this. Okay? It says this, My faithfulness and my steadfast love shall be with Him. Wow! God's faithfulness and steadfast love. His eyes and His heart. He sees and He beats for us. And His name is on us. Okay? And in my name shall his horn be exalted. In his name. Isn't that interesting? I will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He shall cry to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. And I will make him the firstborn. The firstborn speaks of inheritance. Mm -hmm. Right? Seated at the right hand of God. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. You got to remember that. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. We're already seated. So it's just perspective. Okay? Whatever it is that we're looking at. The highest of the kings of the earth. My steadfast love I will keep for him forever. And my covenant will stand firm for him. My covenant. Remember? I said that's irrevocable. Will stand firm forever. It cannot be taken back. There is no clause in the bottom. In tiny little writings. And you don't understand what they're saying. You know, you see TV adverts, you know, sponsored by, but if you don't do this, and then everything will be happening, and then nothing will be true. Mm-hmm. You're like, what, 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 did, what did you say? What did you say? But with God, it's firm. Segurado. Mm-hmm. Nothing can change it. No man can change it. No man can change it, because that's how we get affected. Somebody says something, all of a sudden, our identity has changed. Somebody does something, all of a sudden, we're offended, because our identity was upon our own strength, not in God. 
Why are you offended? It's probably because you got some pride in an area. Mm -hmm. I, I'm first to admit that. If I get offended, now I've learned to go, are you proud, Wood? Can you bow just like your king bowed down? I go. Not yet, big guy. I <laughs> go. Okay. I will establish, and then here we go, his offspring forever. So God promises a legacy. So we can trust in God when we're faithful today for our offspring. I pray for that. We all pray for our legacy, right? We're here for significance, not success. If his children forsake my law and do not walk according to my rules, if they, evaluate, uh, if they violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgressions with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. It's like, wow, here we go again. It's so claro, Jude. The choice is ours, though. But I will not remove from him my steadfast love. And this is where God's grace is. His steadfast love. He will not remove or be false to my faithfulness. He says, I won't change. I'm still going to remain the same even if you're a knucklehead. My steadfast love is still here ready for the taking. But are you ready to submit? Are you ready to fully surrender today? Even if you've fallen off the path, are you ready to get back on the path? If you've fallen off the horse, get back on the horse. Are you ready to ride with me? But it takes a faithfulness, a surrender to my commandments. And this is such a critical key for us. It starts today, right? But I will not remove from him my steadfast love or be false to my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or alter the word that went forth from my lips. Wow. There's a guarantee on it. When, when God says, I put my name on it. He's put his name on us. Irrevocable. He's unchanging. He's steadfast. He's faithful. His mercies, they're new every day. Goodness and mercy follows, even when we're trying to run away. And that's the beauty of the gospel when we still have breath today. That's when we can say, you still got today. Oh, I know you're thinking that you're not worth it good, because none of us are. Oh, you're thinking that you, you've fallen off the wagon. Well, you've still been given today to get back on it. To get back in, in line. Once for all, I have sworn by my holiness. God swears by his holiness. His offspring shall endure forever. His throne as long as the sun before me. His promises again. God comes back with his promises. And about him. He says, I'm the rock. I'm the foundation of your stability. Not you. He's not saying your foundations are going to create something for them. He says, my, my my promises, my covenant, mine. What I said, I'll never revoke. Like the moon, it shall be established forever, a faithful witness in the skies. The universe declares the faithfulness of our God. The very fact that we're alive today and have breath in our lungs and the world is at this funky axis, tilted, and you just move just a tiny bit, would either freeze or would burn up. You know, all of these factors he's given us today. Why? Because he's faithful and he's love is what's gathering us in. But are we willing to submit and be faithful? Whose name is on your temple?